like, yeah, this guy uh, doesn't doesn't approve of what this guy is doing, and so on and so forth. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's that guy again? Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. Alright everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Barrett Share from CinemaSins and Music Video Sins. Hello! Hello! <laughs> And from and uh, from uh, all the things, uh, Jonathan Watkins. <laughs> hello, hello. And today we're going to do a mini pod. Mini pod of Irishman. <laughs> Scorsese pod. Waiting, waiting for somebody to say something. You know, Irish pod sounds kind of racist. It does. It does. Can't say that. Yeah. Uh, Irie pod sounds Jamaican. Pe- yeah. Pesci pod. Yeah. Pesci pod. Pesci pod. Uh, could that, be. That could sounds be. a little. That sounds like something you find at Spencer Gifts. Mm-hmm. Half a pod. Mm-hmm. Half a pod. Half a pod. Half a pod. This movie has had uh, a limited theatrical release, but it of course is best known as a big Netflix mm-hmm. uh, movie that was released on November twenty seventh on that service, that movie and and uh, TV show sharing service, Entertainment Hub. Entertainment Hub. This feels like their biggest release too like i know they've had other big releases i mean i know like last year obviously um i'm forgetting roma roma Mm -hmm. but this but this is like i mean there's a lot of money behind this and it's scorsese and de niro and i mean i don't know this feels like a a change of guard in some ways i agree uh i agree roma is uh, was a movie that you know that was one of their first getting a huge director to do a movie for them type of thing but it's so in indie feeling yeah and everything you could see that you know you're most people are used to seeing movies like that on a smaller screen anyway most people wouldn't have seen that in a theatrical yeah. release yeah. this movie however is something that everybody would have probably like not everybody but a lot of people would have gone and have mm-hmm. gone see gone to see on a big screen i saw this at the bell court uh, nice. a couple of weeks ago and it was a packed house, and I was, I was, I had wondered about that. Like, would there be a lot of people for this when it's going to be on Netflix? And yes, there's, there's a craving to see a movie like this on a big screen. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, without spoiling your opinions of it, do you think you were rewarded by seeing it on the big screen? I was both rewarded and I was also uh, pulled out of some things because okay. of it. Okay, and it's mainly just me. It's not has nothing to do with what Scorsese did, mm-hmm. uh, but it's because I can't. I'm I'm like a lot of you guys. I mean, I can't hear great. I'm not like you know. I'm not like you know. Like Jeremy's got that whole like one side of his yeah. ear you know one ear is like just almost completely not working me i just kind of like have that degre- degradation over time and i can't hear certain things yeah. when people say character names and place names and things like that in the middle of a normal sentence mm-hmm. i'm like what did they just say i can't visualize yeah, yeah, yeah. what they're saying so when you have Names like you know whatever they th- they throw a hundred names yes, they do. in this thing. <laughs> Whenever they're going through that whole like uh, there's a there's a scene where and th- without getting into spoilers there's a scene where Pesci is talking to De Niro and Pesci's like like yeah this guy uh, doesn't doesn't approve of what this guy is doing and so on and so forth and I was like well wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> uh, who's who's that guy again that you even yeah. had a joke about how too many people are named Tony in this yeah yeah, yeah. they were and, like they're, not that Tony that Tony yeah yeah and not that whispers this whispers <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and like so many like different things like that were happening in the movie so like a lot of times I like towards the end I was like wait a minute I thought I heard Pesci say I didn't want you here and then he's then he's then he's there and I was like oh is he just defying orders and then it took it took uh, me talking to your cousin oh really uh, (laughs) like later on I was like I was like I didn't understand that part and he was like oh yeah yeah he they wanted him there I was like oh well it didn't seem like they did oh yeah um so like uh so like I have watched this movie a second time did you really I did I watched it on Netflix and with the subtitles yeah yeah and everything and i was like oh oh everything <laughs> yeah. is so much more clear now yeah and finally yeah that's exactly what i needed so yes 
big screen is great as far as the spectacle yeah. of it, but I needed that small screen, that subtitle and everything to kind of understand exactly everything that they're saying and why and whatever. So yeah. let's get into what whether we like this or not. Okay, I uh, I liked it overall. Um, I will say it got better as it went along. Um, I felt the second half was much stronger than the first half mm-hmm. uh, for me. I, I I haven't really read a lot of reviews. I don't know if that's a I don't know what the general consensus is or if people are even talking about it that way. But there is a lot of there is a lot of setup at the beginning and there's a lot of introduction and it's uh, it was really nice. Uh, being reintroduced to Joe Pesci, who I hadn't seen in anything in forever. Yeah, he he essentially retired. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, because I I've heard stories about directors have tried to big name directors have tried to get him well, and, to be in movies. And, and I he, guess famously, Louis C.K. tried to get him on that show that he did that was uh, just a it, you could only get it through his streaming service uh-huh, or whatever uh-huh. it was. And I remember, and it ended up being just a consultant on it. I think. Yeah. Louis C.K. wanted him on that show. He yeah. wanted him to play one of the characters, and and just couldn't get him. And apparently, it took more than fifty tries to get Pesci on this movie. <laughs> yeah, Scorsese's yeah, like that, doing. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I heard. Like there was all these like they had to keep going back and talking to him and talking him into it. I'm glad they did. He's really good. Um, it seems like that's one thing I've read is that a lot of people seem to think that uh, a lot of people are talking about him as kind of being the standout, mm-hmm. uh, which when you've got a movie with De Niro and Pacino in it also, that's a, that's saying a lot. It may, it may be just due to the fact that it's it's understated. Like, we, yeah. we're used to Pesci and, and Goodfellas and Casino being that, that just that asshole, yeah. like, psychopath. Yeah. And here he's not that at all, and it's very, very reserved and and everything. He's not shouting. Never once raises his voice. I don't think. Yeah, I think that's I, I think that's definitely it because he is he is very different from those characters. Well, the funny thing is he's just as dangerous, if not more, in oh, this yeah. movie than mm-hmm. he is in any of those others. So I think it's that convergence of him playing it differently, but still being that live wire. Mm-hmm. They can get shit done. Uh, that that makes the performance so kind of vibrant, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but o- but overall, I I definitely liked it. I mean, it's always hard with Scorsese. He's one of my all time favorite directors. Um, you know, we were talking about Fincher before the show, having so many like solid A's. I mean, Scorsese probably has like ten of them, and mm-hmm. uh, are pretty close to that. So I mean, even though compared to his other films, this might go a little lower. Um, you know, for a lot of directors, this would be one of their top films. So it's always kind of hard to mm-hmm. to weigh that. But I, but overall, I I definitely liked it. I don't think I quite loved it, but okay. I definitely liked it. Okay. What about you? Uh, I I think it's a really 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 good movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen this movie before. I've seen this movie before in Scorsese movies. I've seen this movie before in the Hoffa movie that Jack Nicholson did. Uh, and was that Danny DeVito yeah. directed? Yeah, that? I've never seen that movie. Actually, I was thinking about that when I, I was watching I watched, this. I actually watched the Hoffa last night. Did you really? Yeah. Nice. I, 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 I hadn't seen it since. And it was weird. I haven't seen it since it came out. And I was 15 when I yeah. saw this movie. Yeah. So. And I didn't. Everything <laughs> went over my head. Yeah. But man, it, I was like, it's like, I, I, it's the Irishman. Just as an aside, the Irishman was the return to form for the word cocksucker. I hadn't heard that so many times. <laughs> but then Hoffa, they. <laughs> Say it a million times. It must have been a Hoffa thing. It must have been a thing. But anyway, does it hold up at all? By the way, what Hoffa? Yeah. Oh no, it's no. I I don't think even when it came out, uh, people were really high on it. Yeah. Uh, Devito uh, is definitely doing a job that he has never done before as a director. Uh, it, it's it feels maybe over directed yeah. a bit because there's a lot of stuff in there like. The very first scene is him in a truck, and this is his first meeting with Hoffa. Oh yeah, and yeah, like yeah. and like and there and they and it makes it look like Hoffa is coming over there to kill him or something <laughs> like that. And the camera zooms in on Devito, <laughs> and like you know this is like this is like really tense scene. It's like there's no there's no reason for that. And like it, it looks like some of the things he's shooting is like like he got off the set of Batman Returns, and <laughs> and, and, and he's like Tim, can I use this for the for the for the set of Hoffa? Was that, that was the same year right it was the exact same year that's so fun but, i remember jack nicholson's performance being pretty good yeah it's one of the first times you've ever seen him like not just be jack well, yeah, that's, yeah that's prime nicholson too because that that was also uh that was a few good men, few good men came out the same year jt walsh was also in off oh that's right nice JT yeah walsh, so, man that's that dude <laughs> here here's emblematic you know it's 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 scorsese playing his, his greatest hits the the still of the night plays as mm. they they come into the the retirement home at the beginning. Yep, it's all these like doo wop stuff like that you've seen 
all the time in Scorsese movies. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Pacino. Pacino gives the, the weirdest performance. It's yeah. great, but it's also horrible yeah. to me. There's a part, this is emblematic of my, my feelings of this movie. So he's doing an accent. He's doing Jimmy Hoffa, who's a Midwesterner who overpronounces it like Ario Speedwagon. Ario, they they overpronounce their mm-hmm. R's and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And but but it's Pacino. So when he's all worked up, he can't help but be Pacino. Mm-hmm. So when he has that meeting of the guys in there, and he's like, "I'm looking at the." most fucking idiots i've ever seen yeah and he's like you dumb mother fuckers yeah yeah, yeah. it's like god damn it That's pick a lane dude. definitely his low part of the movie i agree I, uh, so yeah it's it's I, I do i think it's a really 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 good movie i just don't think it's necessarily yeah, necessary i don't disagree with you on pacino he's my all-time favorite actor probably and he would and I but what I can't figure out is I don't know if it's him or if it's just the way they wrote the character in the script because I I feel like at times he's doing a lot of service he's giving a lot more to the character than is on the page but then there's like there's scenes like that and, <laughs> which that could be I mean that was scripted too so I mean I assume so I maybe he just did what he could do but I never once like De Niro and Pesci felt like characters I that was Pacino like the whole time like I had a hard time distinguishing mm-hmm. and he's playing a real person I mean obviously I guess they all are but um he's uh uh I, yeah I had a hard time it was always just Pacino yeah being Pacino and that's not a bad thing necessarily no but, it's perfectly but fine it was, I love seeing Pacino be Pacino if I have to pull out some negatives quote unquote I mean he he was my least favorite of the three yeah I think um, it's a shame that he has scenes like that because then we don't we don't remember the stuff where he's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those tend to overshadow. That's the way Pacino is. Like, I think Heat is a great performance, but what do we remember from that? He's got a great ass! You know, all that type of stuff. And, like... uh, You can't take the TV! Yeah, exactly. You can't take my motherfucking TV! (laughs) Um, But, like, the scenes between him and De Niro when they're, like, you know, in the hotel room and, like, the scene between him and Pesci at the uh, award ceremony towards the end mm-hmm. and like like uh just quieter scenes where he's on the phone and he's and you can see that like delusion mm-hmm. delusional self where he thinks he's got all this power and he doesn't yeah. and and uh those are the moments that Pacino is great in but we remember the ones where yeah. he's you know I he's agree. he's uh ba- you know tongue bathing his lawyers in the <laughs> in the office you know and I will say the scene with him and Pesci at the bank uh that's when that i don't know what that is in the movie that's maybe an hour and a half to two hours in the movie mm-hmm. that was a big turning point for me to where i thought it started getting a lot more interesting yeah, to me sure. and that scene was great you know him and pesci play off each other really well in that scene and i guess we've never seen them together i was wondering that so. they've never been in a in a in a scene together i don't, I don't think what, so. and i don't i mean and pacino's never I mean, he's never done a Scorsese movie, mm-hmm. so um, uh, you know that was really good to see too. But like, yeah, like Chris and you were both saying, I think that's, I think those are, I think those are good examples of, or good points on Pacino's performance. But, um, so um, yeah, I, I, um, I kind of agree with you guys on on some things. This is, it feels like it's something that's aiming very high, but it's not quite there. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not quite a. I'm going to go ahead and do my letter grades, cool. but. I don't think it's quite an A. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's in that I think it's solid B territory for me. Um, it's 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 easy because you have to compare it to all of his other crime movies, you know, especially Goodfellas and Casino. Uh, it's not as kinetic as those two movies. Like there are some camera movements yeah. in there that you're like, oh, those are that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. There's two thing. There's two moments in this movie where he's doing like a, a a roving camera thing one well actually maybe three one is the opening shot but it's not very complex it's not as complex as it's probably very complex but well, like it's not the copa right <laughs> he's but, going through. well and, we're, and we, we don't need to see the copa but we just uh, it's, you know the very opening scene is just going through a little like nursing home thing and it's it's a it's one, it's one shot but like the other one is where they have the the guy who gets shot at the barber shop. That's a big like yeah. you know the cameras following yeah. this way around goes out into a, like an outer mall area, follows these two guys, and then it picks up two others like a Linkletter movie. Yeah, where yeah. It picks up two 
other guys and and then circles back around and then go and then doesn't follow them where they go. You just hear gunshots and you just see flowers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one he does later on. He does another similar like follows characters and then comes back. Uh, and so it's not like it doesn't have that same kind of, but there are some editing things in here that he does that's uh, that's that's got a little bit of that Scorsese. I don't know if Thelma Schoonmaker was on this one. Oh, I think uh, so. I, I think I read that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if if she was, then yeah, typical. Yeah, uh, you know, t- typical. You know, good work from her. Where I thought he was ham-handed with his uh, with uh, certain edits he made was a lot of reaction shots. Yeah. Um, and, and I know we don't talk about this stuff that often in these reviews and everything, but they're very like they're very noticeable in this one, especially during that banquet scene when you yeah. have uh, you have uh, Pesci talking to that main gangster dude, that uh, Tony Scalera, whatever his name is, Pro, Tony Pro, or no, it's not Pro, it's because Tony Pro is the Stephen Graham, yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. The other, this is the big oh, yeah, gangster yeah, 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 guy. Yeah, yeah. And they're talking about they're talking about this stuff, and they keep cutting to Hoffa, and Pacino keeps on looking over at him like, yeah. "I wonder what they're talking about." He's sitting there cutting that steak, yeah. mm-hmm. cutting that steak, and, yeah. he, and then they go back to them, and they're sitting there talking and more, and then they go back to Hoffa, and he's like, "What are they talking about? What are they talking about?" And then there's like a scene where uh, De Niro and Pesci are up in a like a balcony somewhere, and Anna Paquin is looking up at them, and then they have to keep like cutting back to her. What is she thinking right now? Yeah, there's what a is lot she of thinking? reactions shots from her and 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 it's and it's just one of those things that sort of takes me out of the movie because i feel like there are certain things that you should just let breathe and we don't need to know what these people are are looking at or seeing or Mm -hmm. anything just let it breathe let it let it happen because there's nothing that's going to come back later and be like, well, Hoffa was eyeing that conversation very intently. Yeah. And it, it doesn't come back. Doesn't get, doesn't matter. So <laughs> it doesn't matter what, what he thought. There of. is so much steak cutting in this movie, by the way. Now, yeah. granted, steak factors into some part at the beginning. Yeah. But my God, I, I've never seen so many people. Bobby Cannavale is yeah. powering through oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so for doing grades, um, I, I'm actually going to go B plus. I really, that, that last like hour, hour and a half, I thought was vintage, uh, Scorsese in quite a few moments. And uh, that's definitely the better Pacino moments. And, um, I think the stuff with him and De Niro is so good. And I think the story just gets so much more interesting at that point when we're kind of trying to figure out like, what are they going to do with the Hoffa storyline, you know? And, um, not, and obviously we'll talk about that more in spoilers, um, so I, I am at B plus. I will say I was solid B, I think, from the f- first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then it just elevated it enough to get it there. But yeah, it's not quite an A. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I wish it was, but it's just I just I can't quite I can't quite get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is such a good movie though. This is such a well done movie. Like you were saying, anybody else makes this movie. This would be oh yeah, an, Joe, an Joe Carnahan movie. makes this movie. You're like, what the fuck happened to Joe mm-hmm. Carnahan? Yeah. I, I think I would give it like an A minus because even though some of it didn't work for me, I think it's just such a good movie. But and and I went into this, I watched on Netflix, so I had time. Uh, but but the length did bother me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't want to make that a thing because everybody's making that a thing. Mm-hmm. If it's a good movie, give me six hours of it. I'll watch all six yeah, yeah, hours no, of it. Yeah, I know. Uh, but but I think that if if it were edited a little bit, not edited within the movie, but if it were just pared down a little bit, I think we could have gotten a, a tighter movie and a more kinetic movie, like you were saying. Is it possible that I like this movie more than you, but I've given it a lower, lower grade? I think so. I think so. Because I'm going to give it a B+. I think plus. that's a possible thing, by yeah, the yeah. way. I just I just think it's yeah. weird that I think I like this movie better than you. I but agree. I'm giving it a B. Yes. Yeah, and I feel like maybe like the parts I liked, I liked better than both of you. But yeah, it's possible you even liked it overall better than I did. The other thing that very much distracted me, and I didn't want it to, same thing with the, the time, was the de-aging stuff. The de-aging was very distracting to me. Mm. Uh, I don't know if my computer or whatever I was watching it on, like... I had some sort of setting that that smoothed it too much or whatever it was. I took off all the smoothing stuff. It it looked like deep fake stuff every once in a while. You watched it on it a phone, like, didn't you? No, I, <laughs> I watched it on my computer and then I watched it on my TV. By the way, did you see Scorsese's thing about? He's like, at least watch it on a tablet. I thought that was no, hilarious. Yeah, that, that's funny. <laughs> um, so, but it was it was distracting to me. So well, again, I think it's a great, a really really good movie, just with little flaws. Do you guys think also it's possible that this felt more like something that would be made for television? 
Like, I, I mean, I, there, I, I don't know if that's true, but it does. And it could just be because it's for Netflix. You automatically kind of have that thought process. Because I even remember the ballad. Uh, what was the Coen Brothers last? Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, like I, which I loved, mm-hmm. but it did feel like something that was more made for television as opposed sure. to theater. But, but I think this could, I mean, obviously you saw this in the theater, so clearly this could play theatrically. I don't know. I just didn't know if that was part of it no, or if that's I, just me being. I uh, was. I, I thought that that's possible because uh, talking to Barrett's cousin about this and everything it was just like you know, um, I was. I, I was like he told me about the book because he's read the book. Oh yeah. The uh, I heard you paint houses, mm-hmm. houses, yeah, yeah, yeah. houses book, and uh, he said that there was a lot of stuff that they cut out of the book, and I was like, oh, so do you think this would have been a good TV series where they they give you the, every like. Yeah, detail and everything, and he said he could see it as a series. Yeah, yeah, it, it's weird because it's so long, but then there's some things that feel rushed. Mm-hmm. Right, and when, and when I say that, I'm not talking about like Lifetime TV movie or something. I'm meaning more like you know HBO doing like a really kick-ass TV movie or something. Mm. I'm just that's kind of more what this felt like to mm. me at times. Then maybe that's why I can't really. It's hard to put it up against like Goodfellas and Casino and even The Departed. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or Gangs of New York would, you know, pick mm. your pick your gangster movie from Scorsese. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. But but still, like overall, obviously really liked it. But you were talking, the, the de-aging thing, for me, the thing that made it weird was that they felt like they needed to uh, be accurate as far as what Frank Sheeran's eyes looked like. So they gave blue, De Niro blue eyes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, for me, that's where the de-aging process failed was that they they wanted to be authentic there for some reason and by doing that they made it inauthentic because de niro doesn't have blue eyes right yeah put some fucking contacts yeah (laughs) that's interesting i didn't think about that but i think i did notice it more with de niro because i thought i I don't remember pesci really distracting me and there's there's that scene where i guess they're uh they're meeting at that texaco station or whatever and it's yeah yeah and pesci looked i mean it kind of made sense but yeah de niro looked a little off and i don't maybe that's it i think that's what it is for me i i was i was sitting there going there's something about this that's not hitting me right it's the uncanny valley thing but not not in the way that it normally is and it was just the eyes to me it just felt like that's what it was <laughs> it was the the one that stood out to me is when he beats down the the grocery guy mm-hmm. and he's moving like a 75 year old oh, man yeah, even though yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be in his mid-30s or yeah, something like yeah. that this had nothing he's to... supposed to be all hulky and brooding and everything right. and he's yeah. like, <laughs> that was one of the things that they were talking about that's one of the things that they were talking about was that you know while it's easy to de-age uh well, not easy but you know you can de-age these guys to make them look like they're back in their 40s or whatever the movements are what's hard yeah. to make and they they said there was a that apparently there was a scene where they needed uh, hoffa to get out of his chair really fast or something like that Pacino's in his 70s yeah yeah and uh, he had to make it you know it's like because he, he the first time he got up he got up very like slowly yeah he had to fast and, forward the footage yeah and so like <laughs> i don't i don't know what you know what now did they fast forward the footage i think i think they made him do it again and they said you're 47 and just <laughs> grin and bear it um Okay, so we we did like this. Um, I don't. I wouldn't call this disappointing. I think this is. Ex- oh, I mean, not I think at this all. Is, I think this is a very good movie. I think it may be disappointing when you think that you're going to see an A plus or yeah. whatever, or you're expecting an A plus. Maybe that's where it is, but it's still very good. Still mm-hmm. well worth watching. Yep. would be a recommend. Absolutely. Uh, let's go on to the spoilers. Miss Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's, She's the sister and the daughter. They just no, 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 no. I'm reading the books. Um, so uh, I don't get a chance to do much research uh, on these things, and that's obvious because every time we say stuff, uh, somebody comes onto Facebook and says, "You know, this actually did happen." Yeah. Or, you, you know, know what? all three cars finish at the same time. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, yeah, oh, by the way, you're a dumbass. And and uh, but like. Um, I uh, did a little bit on this. The, the first off, the book uh, I heard you paint houses is I think largely in dispute by a lot of historians. Oh yeah, uh, because this is from Frank Sheeran. This is Frank Sheeran. It's I think it's only his story mm. told to this guy um, uh, Charles Brandt, um, who wrote the book. Uh, so a lot of people are like, you, you got this from him, mm-hmm. but there's not really anything backing it up. And, uh, there was, a I I read something from a Detroit historian who said that, 
you know, the character Pesci plays wasn't nearly the, the big cheese that they made it out to be. Mm. The, it's like, did Frank Sheeran kill Jimmy Hoffa? I don't, probably not. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. Like, is that, so that's what the book says. I mean, mm. that they got that from the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, was he, was he like, um, was he a bit, was he a buddy of Hoffa as well? Probably they knew each other and liked each other, but mm. to be his right hand man, probably not. Mm. You know, um, the Detroit, that Detroit historian, and I wish I remembered his name right now, and I don't, but uh, seems to think that the uh, the Detroit mob is way more involved in this than, than you know. Mm. And again, this is a case that a million people have looked at yeah. and have come up with wild theories and nobody has any real answers because they're just... It, you know, you just throw your hands up. I was going to say, yeah. there's never been anything declarative said about Hoffa, no. right? No. The only thing that's declarative is that, yes, he was at the Red Fox Inn, or mm -hmm. the Red Fox, whatever the place was, that they, he uh, shows up. He shows up in this movie uh, and gets picked up at right. the Red Fox, which yeah. I don't think is anything that is uh, confirmed by eyewitnesses. Eyewitnesses saw Hoffa come out of this place. But nobody saw him get in a car and you know, get driven off or anything like mm. that that I know of. Anyway, they've never found his body, right? Uh, Is that no. right? Okay, that's why. That's why there's yeah. uh, there was rumors that he was under Giant Stadium and yeah, yeah there's yeah, a million yeah. rumors. Uh, yeah. I actually, I I mean I. I didn't know that about like the book background and stuff like that. I didn't even know if they were going to pick a lane and like say, yeah, this is definitively mm -hmm. what happened. So that part was actually kind of cool to me. Yeah. That not only was they said, A, we killed him, B, we burned his body, and it's no more than that, and mm -hmm. C, it's Frank Sheeran. Yeah. Uh, so at least. They made a bold decision. Kind of like uh, Zodiac, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's very much what I thought of this because that, and I think that's why that last hour or so really intrigued, got really got me into it because then it, it turned over into what's going to happen to Hoffa. Yeah. And, or, and, or who's going to take care. I mean, you kind of had the idea he was going to die, but who's going to take care of Hoffa. So just playing all that out where he's having these conversations with De Niro and he's trying to get back in good with everybody and, and all that stuff. I just that was really that was well done suspense. It was kind mm -hmm. of a kind of almost a mystery at times and uh and a lot of good character work that the three of them really got to dig into some some meaty stuff. So mm -hmm. that's that that's exactly why that stuff really spoke out to me and was I thought different a little more a little different from some of Scorsese's previous sure. work and, and uh, I will say that even though the uh, the uh, what happened to Hoffa may have not have happened uh, as the Irishman shows it it's way better than the theory posed by the movie Hoffa <laughs> where it where a an enterprising Frank Whaley is sitting in the in the roadhouse and like calling uh, somebody about some rod he needs for his truck, and then he just happens to be the guy who is hired to kill Hoffa by the end of it. It's oh, serious? Yeah, I forgot that part. So, so Hoffa is told through this like they're at that they're at a roadhouse. They're not at the Red Fox, even though I think that was known uh -huh. at that time. But they're at a roadhouse. Hoffa's in the back of the car. De DeVito's playing whatever character he's playing and like they're reminiscing about things mm -hmm. and it's a told in flashback and everything. Hoffa decides to stay in the car waiting for this meeting that he's taking with some gangster and uh, and DeVito uh, goes into the diner and he gets like coffee and all that and and there's a guy in the in the phone booth that's played by Frank Whaley oh my God. who is uh, who's on the phone yelling at somebody wanting to get this rod for his truck because he can't drive and all that and he he fits into the narrative because he's a truck driver he's a union guy uh -huh. he's all that and DeVito and him bump heads uh, at first and then you know they start to have this they you know they've been at the diner for four hours or whatever they start to get this mutual respect and by the end of it DeVito is uh, uh, DeVito helps him out he calls his own union and uh or calls somebody and says he says here here's my card tell him i said bobby said to do this and that and they'll do it so you know whaley gets on the phone he starts talking to the guys <laughs> and then they're like oh my god they they said they're coming right out and all that and great it's like he's like hey thank you and he's like don't thank me think this man out here and and like <laughs> they go out 
to the thing and he's like here give him give him this and it's like so like a little tray with coffees on it and he goes out there and he puts the coffee on the t- the roof of the car devito's like way back in the, towards the diner and he sees whaley like reaching for his gun and everything <laughs> oh and, my god and devito doesn't devito pull tries to pull out his gun but oh he left it with hoffa uh. and, ha- <laughs> <laughs> and, and hoffa hoffa has the gun but it's down on the floor and he's not seeing frank whaley yet <laughs> whaley blasts him a couple of times and then you know Dak nichols and has like got this like look on his face like like he's about to you know like he's oh my like God. and he gets shot again and then devito gets shot and then they throw devito back in the back seat of the car wheel the car onto this this truck just shows up and then the car like gets sent like they take the car and drive it up these little ramp things up under the truck and the truck drives off wow. and at the end of the movie wow can you, can you imagine how embarrassing it would be to get killed by 1992 frank whaley i know i mean this is a year after career opportunity right <laughs> Man, Frank Whaley was in fucking everything <laughs> back then, he man. Was. Like That's he, no Pulp Fiction hadn't even come out he was, yet. Yeah, he was. He was like this. It seemed like he was a good-looking kid. He was like apparently slaying every audition. Yep. Because he was in everything. But then he had that. It was just that tight group of like in the nineties. He still works today. Yeah, yeah, he does. But like it, it was just seemed like in every prestige movie he was yeah. in it. <laughs> he was even in JFK for a while too. He I think was. they cut him. Cut him. They may have cut him out. I'm not sure. But he, he was like a, arrow? he was a fake Oswald. I don't remember. He was. He I, might be in Broken Arrow. I get I get his character in Broken Arrow and John Cusack and Con Air confused because they're both like <laughs> quirky office types with like with gun skills and shit. Too. Yeah, Frank Whaley is in Broken Arrow. Yeah, Frank Whaley is in Broken Arrow. So the Irishman. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, hey, you know. No, I'm glad you told me that. Now I really want to go watch Hoffa. No, Hoffa's guy is I don't ridiculous. know how I've never seen that movie. Hoffa's ridiculous. Like, it's almost funny. How... I feel like, and maybe I have seen it and just don't remember it, because I'm just trying to figure out how I would have missed that in 1992. Yeah. We, we were seeing everything back then. It does have uh, it does have uh, uh, some part of the soundtrack of it you've heard uh, in trailers later on. Yeah. Like, it's one of those where you're like, oh, oh, it's that, it's that that's that one like mm. i believe they used it in uh la confidentials trailer there's some music from off really? in that uh but uh, well, anyway yeah and devito made really good movies but i just think of him as more of a dark comedy guy yeah like, you he know, just i i think he wore the roses and, i think he was just like i'm ready to do something really big and then this is this is going to be i'm gonna yeah. get my buddy jack in on this and all this and uh and he made he made a movie like i mean it's like he was trying to shoot this like de palma mm. and you know, <laughs> it just doesn't come off i mean there's some things in there you're like oh, oh. my god de palma's hoffa would have been amazing i wish yeah. we had seen that but anyways yeah. okay uh, so yes the irishman i know that uh this is it's just it's just i think that's amusing i think that's people great like that mm-hmm. um but uh where do we want to start with the irishman it i mean it's um uh it's it's an epic where it's basically telling frank sheeran's story and then it just sort of marries into hoffa's story i think the important thing about sheeran in this movie regardless of whether it's true or not or whatever is that he is really that bridge between the gangsters and the teamsters mm-hmm. yeah yeah for um sure. because he grow he he's he's just kind of um he's a teamster guy but then he starts doing like some real gangster stuff. Like at the beginning, he's stealing the yeah. the, the beef or whatever and, and giving it to restaurants on his own, and then going to the actual restaurants that paid for the beef yeah. and saying, oh, "I don't know what happened." I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, which leads to a pretty funny scene with uh, Ray Romano yeah, playing yeah. his lawyer and everything, and uh, and uh, you know they <laughs> going through that whole thing where you know like, um, "Well, have you ever hit anybody on the job?" No. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and and then and then say. Saying, um, he goes, well, you know, if whether you did it or not, I'm going to defend you. You, re- you, he's like, he's like, okay, whatever. And then, I mean, you know, you can tell me. <laughs> he's like, you really want me to know? It's in the trailer, but like. Um that leads to that really great courtroom scene too, though, where the judge turns on the the company as opposed to De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I, I think we're led to believe later that that judge was paid off. Yeah, yeah oh, yeah. probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because because uh, later on they're talking about how Pesci is the one that you go to when you need to pay a judge off. How much? Mm-hmm. If you need somebody promoted, he can tell you yes or no. Mm-hmm. And he's Romano's cousin yeah i think it's cousin, his cousin yeah. yeah and he works for a big like harvey Keitel is in this we didn't even get to that point just for a hot minute yeah too. he plays angelo bruno and uh and uh pet in uh, the buffalino uh, whatever russ buffalino yeah, yeah, what yeah. pesci plays works with him and everything and there's some really interesting dynamics in this because he because of 
because of uh, Frank's real, uh, friendship with Russ, he gets bailed out of a situation where he would have been killed. Yeah. Uh, because of somebody who come somebody come out of the blue tells him to b- to bomb this laundry. Yeah, yeah. It's whispers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's whispers. <laughs> it's the other whispers. The other whispers. Yeah, the other whispers. <laughs> and uh, somehow Bruno gets wind of this, which I wish the movie could have shown us how, yeah. because. It, because all it was was this whispers guy goes yeah. to De Niro and De Niro's like, okay, I'll do this. And he doesn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And you don't think whispers would go around going, ah, I'm going to get that bombed. Yeah, I, I almost got the impression there was something there we were supposed to know, like maybe like Bruno was behind it really. But, but, and De Niro, cause it almost, that scene almost felt like De Niro kept looking over at him. Like I can't give his name in, but he, but like you said, we don't ever see that. Yeah. That was just kind of the feeling I got. Like maybe there was more going on there. Maybe something was cut. But I don't know. But it was there, a good scene. It's uh, one of the first deals that we see in here where Frank has to do something or he's going to get killed. Where yeah. he says, he says, oh, I didn't know that that was your laundry. You had a piece of that laundry and blah, blah, blah. And uh, and uh, and Bruno's like, uh, you have a very good friend over here in Russ. And, and Pesci's got that look on his face like you were. Yeah, that's it. He plays it so beautiful. Oh, and, yeah. the, and I said Bruno. I meant Russ. That's what I meant. Like Russ was maybe had something to do with oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. maybe. I don't know. But yeah. uh, uh, he says he goes he goes. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. And and Bruno's like, I don't think you know how yeah. how much. Of, <laughs> and uh, and he's like, well, okay. Well, I'll just give this guy his money back. And he yeah. goes, he won't need his money yeah. back. <laughs> and he still doesn't get it he's like no i mean i'll just give it back to him. he's like no he won't need his money back yeah and then and you get that there is now an arrangement that he must kill this guy or else he's going to end up dead mm. and so that's why there's this just brutal going around the corner and the guy's like i didn't know what side you were coming from and boom boom and he oh, just walks off all the yeah there's a few brutal uh uh murders yeah, in this yes. movie like the uh, the gunshot. There's a lot of gunshots. There's a lot of cutting steak and then gunshots to yeah. the head. But that <laughs> that's uh, it. It mirrors something that happens later on and the, the another deal that happens because when Hoffa is is on the block at this point and he's go he's he's creating too much problem. Thing is, Frank is friends with him and the mob. But the mo- and and it seems like through all the discussions that you can hear uh, through the context is. There's a very good chance that Frank could get killed in this too, mm-hmm. uh, when they when they decide that they're going to kill Hoffa, and uh, and uh, the 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 whole thing comes down to well he's going to have to kill him or else he's going to be dead, and that's that's what that's what I yeah. got from that towards the end. Is, is that what you got? I did. Now that's that's a really interesting interpretation, and it's probably very very obvious. I think he says something. Uh, Pesci's character says something like. If it's going to be anybody, because it has to be done. If it's going to be anybody, it has to be you because you're that close to him. He's the only one. You're the only one that he trusts. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. But it makes it makes perfect sense to where you know it's it's also or it could be both of them. Where they, it's they, also you're all yeah. I, I think now and and it's possible that the movie might be saying that, but it is also pretty clear that uh, they don't need him to get close to him because once. Uh, once they drive out to that uh, Red Fox place, he's half a surprise to see him in the back seat of that car. Yeah, he's like yeah. he smiles and he's like, "Oh, I'm safe because I've got." Yes, yes. So I I think that I think that they could have gotten to him if they wanted to. I see. Um, and I think that it was contingent on him. He this was his penance for you know this was him paying off his uh, debt because there's a point where after this happens, Pesci says, "I chose us over him." Yep. Yeah. And uh, and and it seemed like that was what was trying to the negotiations behind the scenes that we're not seeing. Mm-hmm. Well, and you even get like when Pesci uh, at that banquet scene where Pesci has that conversation with uh, Pacino, um, you kind of get that was like a possibility that uh, Hoffa could have gotten out of it. Mm-hmm. But he just, you know, he was just stubborn. Yeah, and he just mm-hmm. wouldn't do what they want him to do. So then and then Pesci gives uh, gives uh, uh, Russ gives Frank the, the ring. Mm hmm. Yeah, and at that point, it's kind of like he's he's going to protect him, but he can't protect Hoffa anymore. Yeah, and um, so yeah, Frank got out of a lot of things actually. Like if Frank, I mean, I mean, Russ protects Frank like the entire movie because mm-hmm. I, I I don't think if it was for him, Frank would have survived because Frank made it very clear at that banquet he was siding with Hoffa. Yeah, or he seemed to make it clear, you know. Well, yeah, so. well, he was saying I'm going to have to talk to him. I'm going to have to yeah. talk to him, and and this is the. The devastating, I guess, the devastating thing about it for Hoffa, I guess, or for anybody who likes Hoffa or whatever, is that 
he it looks like he has numerous chances to get back and just stay alive yeah. during this like a ton and then by the time he calls uh frank at that payphone and he says uh okay i'm i'm gonna sit down with this tony pro guy and everything yeah the order to kill him has already happened mm. at this point yeah. because he's waited too long and he his timing is is so bad and everything and they, and that's when pesci's like tells you know de niro to get on the plane and and all that and he's like he's like i did everything i could for him mm-hmm. i did every i mean and and this you know it goes to show when somebody is that powerful for that long and then they get thrown into jail and and everything and they think that everything's going to be just back to way it was when they got back and they start causing all these problems. They, I mean, they still have this delusion that they're this yeah. powerful. Yeah. And they, and they, they told my him. union. They told yeah. him right on. He said, "You can still run it without even being the name, the the head of it. Yeah. Like you can. I mean, that was one of the things that they were talking about in the movie was that he was he was still controlling all this stuff, but he wanted that title. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to go in front of people with the Hoffa and in the background yep. and everything. And yeah, and, they just wanted him to shut up, just like go sit at home, make your money, and yeah, you know, and, leave it, leave everybody alone. And I tell you what, guys, that sounds like an awesome proposition. Fuck yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah. Adoration of a millions of people, like a steady paycheck coming in. Just, just stay the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. And De Niro, uh, that's really where De Niro starts shining. Is the the moment he gets on the plane, and they do this great bit. I guess if we're gonna, if we were already talking about that whole ending sequence or with Hoffa at least there's still there's still probably 20 minutes after that (laughs) but um that whole bit in the car is so well done because you're not really sure exactly how things are going to go down because there's that whole thing where the jesse plemons character's there uh is he hoppa's son yeah Yeah, he's son-in-law he's a a foster son or like a a family friend i don't think biological son and then and then there's just a random uh you know uh somebody's guy uh i think his name was like sal yeah sal who's the who's been shown to be the like the sort of the 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 assassin yeah yeah in the movie because they he tony pro hires him early on to kill a guy who got more votes yeah that's right yeah that's right that's right and uh and so then they they show him as sort of that guy and that's a that's a thing that Scorsese's always been really good at is is giving you a sense of unease about yeah, yeah, situations. Yeah. That whole thing with the fish. That's and, what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah go the, ahead. Oh no, no, you're fine. Uh, but yeah, that's what I was going to the whole conversation about the fish, where I guess Jesse Plemons had put a fish in the back seat. I mean, I, and I guess it's true. It's I mean, funny too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. But you never know where that scene's going because they for they spend like probably five minutes talking about like, well, what kind of fish was it? Why don't you know what kind <laughs> of fish? Was like, it was is? not a salmon. <laughs> yeah. A haddock? He's like, I just, he's like, I just got to know what happened if I get asked these questions. Yeah, he's yeah. like, why are you going to get asked these right. questions? Like, who's asking you these questions? Yeah, it, it's one of those things that it makes you very much question why it's in there. And I really think it's just more about the unease that it sets. Because you're like, yeah, why did he have that fish? <laughs> well, and why doesn't a, he know well, what Well, and it apparently is. De Niro was supposed to, Frank was supposed to sit in the front. Sal yeah. was supposed to sit in the back, I guess, with Hoffa. Right. And then he's like, no, 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 I'm sitting back and, here. And believe me, the the idea yeah. came, I thought that it's very possible that, yes, they were going to co- go ahead and kill Frank there. Yeah. And then just go ahead and kill Hoffa when they got to him yeah. later on. Uh, and it's very possible that's the way it was going to be, but they're like, well, if this guy's going to kill Hoffa, then we don't have to worry about it. I will say, I, if, if I missed something, that might be why, but I was a little confused why the Jesse Plemons character was there, other than I guess it was supposed to make Hoffa feel like that was safe for him to get in the car, I guess. Maybe. But what did they tell him he was doing? Like, that's where I got kind of confused. Yeah, but, I don't I don't know. Yeah. That, it is one of those things where you don't know all the details, but it just kind of gives you this, like, weird feeling. And it's a really good scene, so yeah. I, I don't really care. There are... There are unexpectedly funny things in yeah. this all, all throughout the, uh, you know, the the uh, the movie constantly gives us updates on what happens to certain characters later in life. Yeah, you know? yeah. Nineteen seventy nine guy gets shot eight times in an alleyway, <laughs> or you know, this guy had a nail bomb under his porch, <laughs> or you know, something like that. And then there was the one where the guys like. Uh, this guy, well liked by all, died of natural causes <laughs> in 2001. <laughs> no, yeah, this movie—it's—it's it's got sneaky, funny stuff in there. Um, let me ask you just a metaphysical question, because what I've seen from people who really love this movie, and I think Aaron Dicer is one of them, is that it's different from Scorsese movies because it shows regret at the end. It shows—it shows the effects 
of a life of crime and um, stuff like that. I completely disagree that he has regret. Thank you. I, I think he has, personally, I think he has regret for the impact it had on his family, and that's it. Yes. He doesn't give a shit about anybody no, else in his whack. Not, not, the, I agree. The whole scene with the, the priest at the end, where the priest is like, do you feel bad about what you did? And he goes, well, I guess because I'm sitting here with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, he doesn't really know. And I feel like that means no. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I and, do too. And so, and so, yeah, I don't think there's any regret on his part at all. Yeah. Which is fine. He's not a good person. Well, yeah. There's, like, no, there's I mean, no redemptive arc to me. This is, this is the problem that I do have with Scorsese movies sometimes is that nobody, nobody is, is really reprimanded for for the shit that they do it's mm-hmm. almost it's glorified you know you root for frank you root yeah. for uh joe pesci's character you know you even root for hoffa uh you know and at the end the, yeah he's got to live with his lack of family but i don't think he really he goes to jail for a little while but he gets out yeah like, that's true it's pretty that's much fun i think that's one that's one thing in the movie i don't personally think he gets across well he really tries to play that family card yeah especially with the anna paquin character and i've i've, I've read all the comments about she doesn't really she doesn't say any she didn't say anything right she says one couple of lines oh that's right like early or like I no late. late she says late. because that's he comes right. back that's and right. he's like i need to call joe and he's like yeah. why and that's literally the only thing. She yeah, says. yeah, that's right. Why haven't you? And I've read all this stuff though. That that quietness is what Scorsese's playing up. That like she's just really you know disappointed in him and and can't just can't be his daughter. And there's the whole different contrast between she's really friendly with Hoffa and she's terrified of Russ. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they they play that up a lot too. But I don't. But like you said, I, that's not enough. Like as far as like I mean, yeah, that sucks. I mean, I would be really upset if my daughter never wanted to talk to me again. But I think within this context of this movie, the shit that he's done, he deserves a lot worse than that. (laughs) Also, weirdly, just make that make her the favorite daughter Mm -hmm. in this, where he's got four. He's got four daughters, (laughs) and I know, I know that you know they, you know, you want to focus on, I guess, somebody as representative of all the daughters. I guess I don't know. Um, but she's the favored one throughout the entire one. Even there's even a part where she, where I think De Niro says, uh, or who is it? I can't remember who says like, uh, all my family or all your family and including in Peggy, you know, like, like, like you've already mentioned the family. Why do you have to mention Peggy aside (laughs) from that? And they put so much focus on her. And since I didn't really know the story and I hadn't read the book, I didn't, I I kind of actually thought there for a second, it was going to get creepy. Like it was like either with Hoppe or Russ. With Russ. There were a couple of moments where I was like, "Mm." thankfully thankfully it didn't. It was just supposed to be like, he was the scary one. He was innocent and he was probably trying too hard and that's trying too hard to be ingratiate himself to her and everything like trying to tell the stupid joke about the birds in the sky and all that well and he even made the comment that him and his wife couldn't have kids and that made him sad and frank was lucky so i mean that makes sense but yeah there were definitely a couple times where i'm like this is this might be going somewhere i don't want to watch yeah but uh, thankfully he didn't (laughs) i mean all the women as per normal for a scorsese movie that's not casino or goodfellas with individual characters the women get super short shrift mm-hmm. uh and and all right well, i guess that's that's a scorsese movie and but you have this great uh side moment with the one with uh i think it's uh russ's wife yeah where uh they're they're talking about how she was from the original like old family like an yeah. old, like yeah. gangster royalty and everything so like so it explains why when he shows up with blood on his shirt and everything she's not like freaking out yeah. she's just like i want you to just get your clothes i'll clean them nobody yeah, will say yeah. anything about this yeah, yeah. and everything like that and she's like wow that's a really interesting character that you gave me that much about. that was it that was it i mean yeah. even when fucking you set up this love triangle where de niro or frank comes into the bar sees the new waitress mm-hmm. that's it they're boning yeah and he's like well that's when i left my wife Next scene, they're best fucking friends. Yeah, oh, the, the mistress bowling, and the fucking that's right. Like, that like, the hey, bowling alley. It yeah, all worked out alley. for me. He's fucking Seinfeld. Like, ah, it worked out. Yeah. They're friends. Right, right. God damn. So yeah. I mean, it's it's a little great, but like like you said, there's a lot more 
meet that they could have ex- explored with that too. Mm-hmm. Well, because every time, every time you see the, I don't the actress's name. I did look her up that played Russ's wife, and I didn't really recognize her from anything. But Catherine um, Narducci. Yeah, but every the few times that you do, they give her anything to do. She stands out very well. Like she obviously could have been given mm-hmm. more, and it would have been really interesting. I, yeah, what you're talking about, I had completely forgotten about because it's so minor. Mm-hmm. But it could have been something really cool. You know, they could have done something a little different with it. There's a lot of like stuff that's just a material in this like you know the stuff that really gets you into it is like there's a scene that this is very scorsesean you know whatever where they're going through so peggy's at her school talking about hoffa yeah and in the middle of all of this hoffa's making that deal with the gangsters to to fund the sands uh this uh, Uh the vegas casino and everything uh and he's taking the money out of the pension which mm-hmm. is the big yeah. thing that i think everybody sort of agrees that's where hoffa got into most of his trouble yeah, yeah. legal and on the outside where the gangsters are after him too uh he's stealing money from that pension fund which is very wealthy and and uh, there's even a scene with him and uh tony pro and in, in jail where pro, tony pro's yeah. like it's like uh that 1.2 million they won't give it to him he's like yeah because you're in jail or whatever and he's like well, you're in jail with me and he's like yeah i know but you did a completely different thing you did extortion <laughs> i just did fraud <laughs> no my pension's there yeah you don't have a pension yeah. i have a pension <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beautiful. and uh but uh, there's that whole thing where she he's sitting there he's like he's very much committing a crime while she's doing this whole thing like he's a, he's for the working man yeah, and yeah, yeah. hoffa so everybody funny. loves hoffa and everything <laughs> and they go through that whole thing with the insurance guy there's all these different you know uh there's now there's all these different scams so they have to launder money through all these different things and so they have the insurance guy helping them out mm-hmm. and he says that his wife is owns 22 percent in a ski resort and yep. doesn't even know it and yeah. you know those are the good things those, when you watch stuff like casino and everything when he takes you through the casino and all the operations of it yeah like the money coming in the money going out the the drugs all that stuff going on uh those were when scorsese movies are at their height and everything and you 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 know you sort of get a high off of those and when Mm -hmm. it comes down it's like oh it's now we're back to you know this other stuff yep yep i agree so uh anything else that we want to talk about on this movie i feel like we haven't even really gotten too much into de niro other than just talking about the things he did but we haven't even i I don't know is this uh is this just it was really nice seeing de niro back doing something that wasn't like a comedy i thought he was terrific in this and what i really like about this is the dialogue how they set up the dialogue where Mm -hmm. they trip over words they don't they don't necessarily get the lines perfectly yeah. mm-hmm. in, even in that scene that i made fun of with uh pacino with the hoffa earlier where he's like you motherfuckers yeah he was like <laughs> you gave this money to his fuck yeah his fucking father yeah. his yeah. fucking father yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's his long pregnant pause and you're like did he forget his line yeah 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 but then when it cuts back to the the de niro de narration like he's 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 fumbling over his words and i think it's it's a really cool naturalistic way yeah yeah and like and i think i guess i did mention this but like and he's even really good the quiet moments i think were my favorites though like when he's on the plane and when uh when they walk into the house at the end with him and hoffa and hoffa's about to leave and you can just like it's just so good like you can see that hesitation and what he's got to do and even at the last second you're not sure if he's gonna do it and then he just blows him away and Mm -hmm. uh it's oh it's so good it's chilling yeah another uh, interesting thing too is uh, a lot of the boardwalk empire cast is in this not like yeah, not like m- not like most of them but like a lot so yeah bobby Cannavale is in this stephen graham who played capone oh that's right yeah um uh you had uh, the the girl the little girl peggy apparently was uh so i'm assuming she was very tiny oh well wow. no, yeah, Boardwalk yeah. Empire um uh the the guy um jack houston who played the the guy with the uh, patch over his yeah, eye yeah yeah oh, he yeah. plays robert kennedy yeah 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 this. uh and there might be a couple others that i'm not uh, oh the, i think the guy who played sal was in boardwalk empire as oh, well really um I really liked him. I, I meant to look him up, and I forgot after the movie was over because Lewis canceled the, the me. Few minutes he was in, I really enjoyed it. But I think I mean, that scene was so good. That that was my favorite scene. Was the was the fish? No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. I don't know if it's the best it's, scene. No, it's great. It's hilarious. It was so funny. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's just kind of yeah. It really does. I, and it could just be. Maybe it's not an unease thing. Maybe it's just a humorous yeah thing. 
I don't know. I would love to hear the story behind well, that. Well, yeah, I know. And I kind of, I mean, I get the impression that Sal thinks there might be more to it because, like, you know, De Niro is making such a big deal about sitting in the back. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, he knows what's got to happen later. But then, I mean, clearly, Frank is supposed to do it. I mean, I assume because when they get to the house and drop them off, they leave. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately, uh, Plemons just pulls out of the driveway. Yeah. I don't know where they're going. But. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. a nice death scene. I, I, it's weird for me to say that, but I actually rewound and watched that death scene uh, a couple of times because it's emotional, it's it's quiet, it's intense. It's They get in there for two seconds, and Hoffa's like, let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. And then... You could see like a just the briefest bit of regret on De Niro's face, yeah. and then pow pow, and you hear Hoffa go, "Ooh!" Like like you actually feel the impact. Yeah, of it. but you don't. It's not gratuitous. You don't see the blood and all that shit. Uh, I think it's really really cool. Yeah, the way that, that they might did be. It. I mean, you, I mean, you see it on the wall afterwards. But yeah, that might be the one scene where they do it. They shoot somebody, and you don't see like the brains. Yeah, like, like explode. I think that's out. a nice choice instead of yeah. like, oh, the death of Hoffa. It's <laughs> yeah, his brains are everywhere. <laughs> that I mean, uh, the the and the it does include one where there though it doesn't go quite as planned, and that's that crazy Joe character mm. uh, played by um, Sebastian Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Yeah, the the stand up comic yeah right? he's a stand-up yeah. comic and uh which is funny he's in the scene where jim norton is playing don rickles jim norton's also a stand-up comic jim yeah. norton's playing don rickles and don rickles makes fun yeah. of these like he's like i make fun of everybody blah blah, blah. you know i make fun of the jews and the italians well not those italians <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is this the guy that hosted the vmas yes oh i didn't even realize i that was I, I, I would not have but there were just a couple of yeah. things that made me go is that that dude? I wow. think it's that dude. Also, uh, Vince Vaughn had this thing like, I don't know, 10 years ago maybe, the Wild West comedy show. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was one of the comics on there. And I always remember they were in San Diego and he had this bit about people wearing flip-flops and the audience just turned on him. Because, oh, really? Because all the guys in San Diego wear sandals. <laughs> so he was making fun of guys wearing sandals. And I mean, I mean, they That's just... so silly, but I love it. Oh, oh you, should, you should look it up. It might be on YouTube because it, I mean, they literally just turned turn on his ass and start booing him <laughs> and he just he can't get through it and then uh i think it's like john i can't remember that act he's real southern i think it's the i don't know if it's the hemi guy but whoever the person that followed him up was just like "Ooh, i gotta follow that shit yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway sorry but uh that killing uh he goes in he's got a plan like he the the, the funny thing about this is that it te- he tells the plan he's like all right you know uh you want to you want to stake out the place blah 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 you want to know what you want to do this normally you would do this but this is such a small place you want to just go in there and kill him and get out of there he goes in and he shoots him twice and then and then he starts running yeah and then he goes through this whole thing about which gun and all that like this is too loud this is too soft this doesn't it's like this does the job but it's you know whatever and then like uh goes through all this stuff and it takes like five or six shots to kill the guy yeah and the uh the uh the sal killing is pretty funny too because uh the the reason why they put a hit on him is that he goes to a courthouse, a federal court or whatever, mm-hmm. or a federal building, mm-hmm. and he's like, he didn't tell anybody about that. He didn't tell anybody about going to that. Like, what do you think he's gonna? He's not talking about like you know something something innocuous, and uh and so like they they go and they kill him, and then he goes well and. And it turns out that someone he did tell somebody, but that somebody didn't tell the uh, tell, oh, tell yeah, the right yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually a bad hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, yeah at the, that point they're just killing everybody. Yeah, they're just okay. like we're not taking any chances. The, yeah. the scene, uh, the the crazy Joe scene, uh, was set up so beautifully because there's this code that between Russ and Frank where he's like, you know, don't kill him, but light a firecracker under his ass or something like that. And Frank knows exactly what that means. Yeah. And then, like, he'll say something like, this needs to be taken care of. And Frank will know that means kill the guy. With with the Crazy Joe thing, it's where they're like, oh, you're brothers. Yeah, I'm not your brother, but you're brothers. Everybody's cool. Like, Mm -hmm. happy birthday. And he just looks at him. Yeah. And he's like, all right. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. like, a job like this, you need two guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just so it's so awesome. He sets this whole thing up. I've got this plotted out to the detail. And then it takes like 800 shots to kill that guy. Hey, yeah, I mean, it's like talking about this. It's it's funnier than I remember. Like, yeah. now that we're going through it, you know, there is a lot of good comedy in here. Yeah. Um, and there was one other thing I wanted to bring up. All right, I'm at an A. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just 
uh but i can't i, I can't remember right now anyway i i i you know this is one of those things i've seen it twice i'm still at a yeah. b on this uh could end up being on an a at some point and i'm definitely gonna watch it again i might even watch it again before the year's up i mean i'm i'm uh it's definitely gonna i mean it's it's one of those movies that i mean it's gonna stay in my rotation at some point you know Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i just like i said i might get to an a eventually but right now i'm just not quite there yeah yeah Um, that's not a b B plus good rating yeah no Mm -hmm. yeah it's good i I think some people are you know that's the thing people expect the a and then we say b people are like wait a minute this movie's a masterpiece what What are you doing and it's this is another really good movie Uh, this i mean i think a lot of years recently have seemed a little more backloaded this year seems really Mm backloaded because like i swear to god like eight of the last nine movies i've seen have just been freaking amazing Mm -hmm. and going into like once upon a time in hollywood I mean, I you know I would have had stuff like Happy Death Day to you in my top ten. Yeah. Which not that that's a bad movie, yeah, right? Yeah. But most years it wouldn't be anywhere close to that. But now, like since then, I've seen so many fucking great movies. I don't mm. know what what my favorite is anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. One other thing. Uh, that was Stephen Van Zant playing Jerry Vale. The uh, the I oh, think the I guy who was, who's him. singing. I think he's the guy singing in that one scene in the. He's, it's the, he's the crooner that's singing in that one scene. I can't find the image of him, but I believe he's the guy who's yeah. crooning during that one scene. And I remember people in the audience were laughing because it's so <laughs> dramatic and everything. And uh, and it's probably not him singing. I think it's a recording, but like, uh, but uh, you know, he's I think he plays Jerry Vale. There's and also think- there's also a distracting cameo by Action Bronson. Yes, he's hilarious though. <laughs> he is, man. You know which one do you want? Uh, you know this uh, that's a good one over there <laughs> yeah it's like it's, it's like he goes through all this stuff like he's very uh loose with his like death language essentially yeah. because he doesn't think that the person coming in <laughs> he and and he goes okay so is this a he or a she and then de niro's like it's me yeah he's like oh well <laughs> yeah all right uh well that'll do it for this mini pod uh, go to uh sincast presented by cinema sins on facebook tell us what you think we also have uh, uh methods to uh talk to us on cinema sins twitter music video sins twitter uh soundcloud uh we are also on um uh discord and if you want to get on discord we have a link on the right side of the Reddit page that we have, and or you can go to Facebook and ask me for one in the private links. And where else can we get people? Uh, you can reach me if you want to talk to me on Twitter. I'm at, at SamLumis13. There's also a TV Sins Twitter, and uh, I am on the Behind the Sins podcast every week with Danae Hughes and Aaron Dicer. And we actually have a Behind the Sins uh, Twitter account now, so you can check that out i believe it's cinema sins bts mm-hmm. i think it's at cinema sins bts okay um and it'll be pretty easy to tell that danae is controlling that and it's uh, it's mm-hmm. delightful mm-hmm. yes it is mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we're everywhere yeah uh well that will do it for this mini pod it's chris atkins and barrett share and jonathan watkins we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Yeah. I mean, I used it last time because of Ken. This is where Kenzie sat. Oh, that's right. So, but yeah, but I usually do kill it. She was so adorable. Indeed. Thank you. I already got a couple tweets from patrons because they got to hear it today. <laughs> What's funny is how tentative she is like at the beginning. And then once she gets going, like, yeah. she's like, all right, well, here's the here's the deal right here. There's a water horse. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know where the fuck the water horse came from. Elsa has three powers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, when we, when we came <laughs> then in. Then she went to four. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Chris is like, "Hi, Mackenzie," and she and she didn't talk. I was like, "Oh, this is good." <laughs> yeah, that was when she came in. Yeah, it's like this is gonna, uh, this downstairs, go well. and she was there, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And and Jonathan's like, "Are you gonna say hi?" And she's like, <laughs> "This is a going great well. start." That movie, I okay, was Gone Girl critically acclaimed when it came out? I think it got. I think so. I think it was like ninety something on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Oh, okay. Because it because so. it definitely still has a lot of love. Like people I, put I, that up there in top level of Fincher shit, and I'm like, eh, well, well Fincher. I mean, Fincher's like Tarantino and Scorsese, though. I mean, like, I Fincher's probably got five like solid A's.
for me, and Gone Girl would be one of them. It might be at the bottom. You really like Gone no, Girl? No, I love it. Yeah, I think it's excellent. I think it's like it's one of the better adaptations, actually, if you want to go like a... Like, I mean, Rosemary's Baby, I think, is probably, like, at the top of the list. But, like, if you want to, like, a true adaptation where they adapt it, like, they literally adapted it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty solid. Like, he doesn't really leave much out, and he kind of nails everything that He's the book such, hits. I don't know. Well, Jill, and I think, um, kills me. I think Jillian Flynn wrote the movie, too. So, she mm. she wrote the book. Is that her name, Jillian mm-hmm. Flynn? Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's Gillian Flynn. Or Gillian, yeah, it might be. Her new- She's got like J.K. Rowling money. <laughs> well, she, yeah, clearly, and she hasn't even really her new book. Her the her follow up book is coming out, I think, next year. She hasn't. I mean, she hasn't written anything since. And she's written. Well, she wrote Widows. I mean, she's written some mm-hmm. screenplays, and you know, and I think she, I think her and Fincher are doing a TV show together that's coming out pretty soon. She hasn't written another novel since Gone Girl? No, nah, she wrote like a novella, mm-hmm. but yeah. What was the novella? Do you remember? Uh, No, even though I read it, but I don't remember the title. Uh, Grown Up, something like that. Gone Girl, she wrote Sharp Objects. Did yeah, Sharp Objects and uh, Dark Places were before Gone Girl, uh, and those have all been adapted. Sharp Objects was a TV show, and then Gone, oh, yeah, uh, Dark Places was a pretty mediocre movie with uh, Charlize Theron. Did you ever watch uh, Sharp Objects? I haven't seen it yet, no. Mm-hmm. I do have HBO again, though, so I will be watching it Fucking at some rules, point. Man. Yeah, that's what I hear. Um, I just, I've heard it follows the book really well, though, and like I just read that book like maybe a year ago. So like I, <laughs> so I kind of almost kind of want to put some distance between yeah, yeah. me. Uh, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes has gone, girl. So pretty high. I don't know. I just I thought it wasn't all that well received. Because what's, I mean, like, uh, I mean, Zodiac is my, I guess that's my best. And then probably seven. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Fight Club's in there. Social Network. Do you social, like social. Oh network? God, yes. Yeah, fuck. Social Network might actually be my favorite. That's the one I've watched. The that's, most that's, time. that's what I'm saying. It's social Network, Zodiac, Fight Club, Seven. Which Fight Club's one that's grown on me. Seven, Gone Girl, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Game, The Game. I, all those are like B plus to mm-hmm. A. Mm-hmm. I mean that's. Benjamin Button's like Alien okay. 3. <laughs> Alien Three is the, Alien Three is the only one I just dislike. It had nothing to do with David Fincher. I know, though. I know. Because uh, <laughs> even Benjamin Button, it's got it. I mean, there's things about Benjamin Button I remember liking. I've only seen it once, but I didn't like that movie. At all. I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Two hundred million total. What Valkyrie? Valkyrie. Uh, including yeah, it made uh, eighty three domestic, two hundred okay. worldwide. But that's still. I mean, that's pretty good for played really well in Germany. Yeah, it was because it, yeah, it came out. It, it came out in around the Christmas time. Yeah. Um, and it was, there was a, right at a, Christmas. There was a decent amount of, uh, of, uh, competition because there was a ton of movies coming out mm-hmm. in Christmas. And, um, and it didn't, it didn't have like the big, you know, well, Tom Cruise is in this movie. It should have done way more, blah, blah, blah. And it was, a, you know, maybe 14 million opening or something. Well, oh, think, 21 million I think opening. people made fun of Cruise, too, because doesn't, is that the one really, he's German, but doesn't really do an accent. And Yeah. I, it's, I've you seen like it once. Right? I've seen yeah. it once. I yeah, remember liking it. It's good. Is that, no, it's, he doesn't try a must, uh, no. mustache. No. Did Singer, did Singer direct it or did McQuarrie? No, it was Singer. Singer. And McQuarrie wrote it, maybe? Yeah. I don't think McQuarrie oh, wrote okay. it. Oh, okay. I thought they were. Yeah, he was involved. Or he produced it? Uh, he's, he's on it as a producer, but I don't know if he wrote it, too. Yeah, a ton of people are Is there. that Singer's like a, last good movie, maybe? Uh, yeah, Chris McQuarrie did write it. And then uh, somebody named Nathan Alexander was a co-writer on it, but it, the only reason I remember that is because I thought that was it was kind of hyped as like you know the reteaming of Usual yeah. Suspects. I forgot that uh, Karis Van Houten from Game of Thrones was in this. Really? Too. Yeah, uh, she's the yeah she's the mom, right? She's uh, I don't know, I don't remember. Uh, but Tom Wilkinson, Terrence Stamp, Kenneth Branagh, Eddie Izzard. Oh, Karis. Uh, Car- Oh, Carrie. Oh, Carrie oh. Houghton from Game of Thrones. She's not the mom in Game of Thrones. Yeah, she's she the were, fucking. Yeah, she's the um, naked red lady. Yeah, red lady. So, I mean, Valkyrie's <laughs> about Tessa Thompson, right? Yes, it is. It's a, her life. That's a good cast, man. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of actors just let it go because at some don't point, say that, huh? Don't say that. Why? Because <laughs> that that go that breaks my case. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's oh, devastating oh, to my case. <laughs>